0: What's up everybody and welcome to the podcast Dog Mom Mentality where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie Caroline and I have my furry friend here Layla and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog then this is the podcast for you. hello everybody and welcome back to another episode i typically record these intros the week before a podcast episode comes out but i'm actually recording this one immediately after my recording with today's guest Haley, and that's just because i feel so energized after talking to her that i needed to keep getting this energy out into the world I'm sure you guys probably all know Haley. She's been on this podcast, I think, three times, and this is her fourth, or maybe this is her third time. I can't remember, but she's been on here multiple times, and she is the person behind Pause and Reflect, which is an Instagram account. She has a TikTok. She has an awesome blog, and she is a fabulous writer and just such a delight to talk to. I swear we could talk for hours, but we kept ourselves in a container to only go for X amount of time. And so this one is a little bit longer, but it's a good one. And this one's different in the fact that we went into it with just a topic and not like questions planned out. So we, (laughs) we went in saying, Like this is what we're going to talk about and like nothing really planned after that. So it's pretty interesting because it's just like a stream of consciousness, but the conversation flows the whole time. We talk about various things, but it's all related back to the topic of life feeling unfair sometimes because of life with a dog. So a little bit of a taboo topic I know some people are probably going to hear that and be like, ooh, that sounds like a tough one, and it was, but we created a very open and honest space for us to talk about this. You know, we actually get into comparing our own lives and, you know, her feeling jealous of me and me feeling jealous of her at different points during this conversation, Um, But it was a very healthy conversation. I will say that. And we do give you tangible tips at the end on how to overcome these feelings of bitterness, resentfulness, uh, feelings of like life is unfair, feelings of jealousy, comparison. Um, So definitely stick around to the end to hear some of those tangible tips on how you can process these emotions and overcome them and get through them. And honestly, so many of these things can be applied to any kind of relationship, whether it be with like a partner or your dog, your pet, a coworker, your parents, etc. Even after we finished the recording, Haley and I hung out for a little bit and I was telling her about, you know, I sometimes get jealous because Bobby has more friends that are physically close to us. And, you know, so he can go hang out with them on the weekends or go out to eat with them. And I really only have one close friend that I physically hang out with often. And, you know, I questioned it like, why am I actually jealous of that? Or, like, why do I feel like, you know, should I have more physical friends that I can go hang out with? I'm, of course, not talking about the people that are listening to this or the people that I connect with on Instagram, but, you know, I just have my one really close best friend that I physically go hang out with. And it, you know, it made me wonder, like, is that something I should actually be jealous of? Or is this just like an initial feeling? And how am I going to process this? And it did make me think, you know, he's more of an extrovert, and I'm more of an introvert. So it kind of makes sense that he would have more friends that are physically close to us. It makes sense. So like, after kind of, going through those emotions and talking it out with Haley, I realized, is that something I should really be jealous of? Like, is that, you know, should I feel like these are unfair that he has more physical friends than me? Or am I like content with my one really close best friend that I hang out with all the time? (laughs) So it just goes to show that this conversation can be applied to more than just dog ownership and more than just life with a dog. Let's just hop on right on into this conversation. It's a long one. Thanks for sticking through with us. And if you haven't already, go follow Haley on Instagram, TikTok, her blog. All of that is listed in the show notes. And I hope that you get so much out of this conversation. I hope that it leaves you feeling content and secure and more confident in yourself. And it provides you with some tangible tips on how to process these jealous, bitter, kind of nasty emotions, honestly, but we talk about how to do that. And we talk about our own experiences with these icky feelings for lack of better words. So let's get into today's episode with Haley, all about unfair feelings while owning a dog. No matter the age of your pet, so much planning is involved when setting them up for success. From the hours of training, to the socialization, to the confidence building. But have you ever considered that the thing causing them a difference in their behavior, whether it's agitation or anxiety might be a bit more complex than just training. This past year, I began to factor in how Layla's digestion could be affecting her behavior and mood. I didn't previously consider this because it really isn't something that you can outwardly see, nor could she communicate that to me. But after reading her food label, I decided to find a brand that was more balanced, holistic, and fueled her for all of our training and play sessions. But I still wanted it to be convenient for me and all of our trips, and even hand feeding. This is when solid gold entered our lives. Layla was immediately obsessed with their food, and I am equally obsessed with the benefits she gets from it. Up to 80% of a pet's immune system is influenced by the gut, making the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals so important to your pet's overall health and well-being, which, you guessed it, also includes things like their nervous system and behavior. Layla has been eating solid gold's new nutrient boost line, which is powered by plasma, making it extra nutritious, extra delicious and providing extra immunity. The added plasma ingredient works to reduce inflammation and increase absorption, making sure that she gets every nutrient possible in her little tummy. And all of this is in kibble form, making it extremely easy and functional for us. Beyond their large variety of customizable food, Solid Gold also makes meal toppers, flavorful bone broths, and supplements. You can snag their products on Amazon, Chewy, Petco, and PetSmart. And find all the details about Solid Gold on their website, solidgoldpet.com. That's also linked in the show notes. Layla assures you that you will not regret checking out Solid Gold for your pet. How's your day then? Did you have a work day or was it chillaxed?
1: Mixture of both, which is kind of what most days are lately, which I enjoy. I was laughing at your stories about how you transition in, like from work day to evening, because I'm really, really privileged now to be able to set my own schedule. Like I can work work at any hours I want as long as I'm meeting deadlines. So I have no separation anymore at all, but I actually love that. Like that's been really good for me. Like there's no such thing as like, oh, Haley, this is your work day. And then this isn't your work day. It's just like, what do you feel like doing right now? Are you managing your time well enough to finish what you need to finish? And if those answers are, are yes. So like every day will be some writing and some reading for fun and Like, not feeling the pressure to, I don't know. At my old job, I would just, like, have to keep my email and Slack open all the time. Like, even if I had worked ahead, I had to make sure Mm -hmm. I was there in case someone needed me, so.
0: Right. No, that makes sense. I think for me, I was thinking about it because, well, two things. One, I think it's, I'm just trying to, like, constantly find this balance of, like, doing my nine-to-five and dog mom mentality stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that has always just been, like, a constant, like, this week it's going to be like this, and then this week it's going to be like this, and then, you know, it just kind of, like, bounces back and forth, like, depending on my energy levels, like, what's going on, like, what I have to do in the evenings, especially with podcasting. So I think, like, with my office being you know doubling as like my office for both dog mom mentality stuff and then you know having shop stuff here and then my actual nine to five and then yeah just like random things I think like that discrimination has been something that it's like I kind of have to figure out if that makes sense it makes total sense
1: when I was at my nine to five I really needed more of a transition like I think the only reason that I'm getting away without having clear separation and it's still being healthy for me right now is because I'm so lucky that I'm getting to completely budget my own time and like work on things that don't feel like work. Like when I was at my agency, I needed a, okay, like my work day is done. I'm on my own time.
0: Yeah. I think like part of it too is I, you will continue. So let's like, I try to get done with work at five. Like I try to set that hard boundary but then I'll stay in here for like another hour to do dog mom mentality stuff. But that's yeah. where it gets really tricky because I will have teams and my email for work on my phone.
1: And oh. so if
0: they like, if I get a message, I'm like, oh, I can like do this really, really quickly. And then I like get back on my computer to do it. And then it ends up being like two hours. Oh because yeah. I <laughs> so that's like where I have like really ran into problems. Because then it takes away time, you know, from uh, hanging out with, like, Layla or Bobby or just, like, really anything. Yeah. Um, And So I think, like, time blocking might be something that I, like, venture into. Which I know that's, like, kind of a trend right now. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok and stuff do it. But, yeah, I mean, even just today, I was like, I need to find new makeup for my wedding. Which I know, like, doesn't really have anything to do with, like, work or dogma mentality so I just was like okay I'm going to go on TikTok and search wedding bridal makeup because yeah. I've started to use TikTok as like a search engine <laughs> which <laughs> I was like
1: I love defend,
0: it but like whatever That's so funny yeah so I did that and I found this girl that I really liked and she was doing bridal makeup and what I thought
1: was only going to be like
0: five minutes for me to like watch one video and write down the products Mm -mm, it
1: was like an hour yep so I feel that I'm the queen of telling Sean oh hey like I'm gonna work on this writing thing really quick it's gonna take me like a half hour at most and then two hours later he's like hi I'm your husband and I exist I'm like I am so sorry
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it just like gets out of hand but it does another reason I, I can finally say this now because it's like official and my team at work knows it but I have been promoted to a manager <gasps> congratulations so, that's like another reason that I have to start budgeting my time a little bit better and so yeah you know definitely um not that like I, I didn't really work on dog momentality during the day anyways but just you know kind of making sure that those boundaries are set on like when Mm -hmm. it is my actual work time versus other things and like not letting stuff mesh together because that's when it gets icky and I try to like multitask random things and it just doesn't work out it's bad for my brain (laughs) Uh, oh yeah okay well anyways dog stuff
1: yay dogs (laughs) I like your shirt uh, thank you. Someone told me to get it in yellow, and I was like, it doesn't come in yellow. It's a tragedy.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. I guess I can forgive you. I have one that's yellow, so.
0: Yeah. Well, whenever you were showing off your, like, downsized closet area, because you were like, I have to be minimalistic for van life, I was like, wow, I feel so honored that you have two of my shirts, <laughs> like, in that collection.
1: I wear I love it i wear them too much i'm gonna ruin them in like a month because i'm just constantly in them and i florida makes me gross um like at the risk of tmi like i'm constantly sweaty down here and there's no stopping it and unless i shower like three times a day in august it's just everything is going to be sweaty um and so i'm like putting these shirts through the ringer because i love them and i wear them a bunch but then i have to keep washing them it's not like in wisconsin where i could like wear a t-shirt like, two or three days before I had to wash it if I wasn't doing anything strenuous. Like, you're just sitting around the house, whatever. Cannot get away with that here. So, yeah, I'll I'll probably be putting in more orders just so that these ones don't, like, get totally worn. (laughs) That's so funny.
0: Yeah, whenever you were showing that, I was like, I I really am just so honored (laughs) to be, like, a part of your minimalistic wardrobe.
1: They're, like, (laughs) properly versatile, though. Like, you know, you can... I don't know, like, I, I've worn them with skirts before, and, like, you can right. get away with, like, going out to eat like that, and you roll up the sleeves, and you, I mean, I'm not pretending that these are ever, like, fancy clothes, but right. there, there's a spectrum, like, there's a pretty big spectrum of how you can dress them, and so I've yeah. enjoyed... Just wearing them, like, literally all the time. It's, like, borderline problematic, but I'm a big fan of you, so it, i it's okay. I'm getting away with it.
0: <laughs> I've seen the boundaries are cool. One, the yellow one, styled so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen it, you know, with, like, a leather jacket and then, yeah. like, with black pants, a skirt. Like, really dressed up, really dressed down. Like, that's definitely the one that I've seen styled very, like, just a variety of ways and yeah. I love it it makes me happy <laughs>
1: it really is awesome to see people like enjoying something that you've worked hard on in private and like brainstorm and then you put it out into the world and then seeing people resonate with it like whether that's a shirt or a piece of writing or whatever it is like that it's just such a cool feeling
0: oh my gosh totally yeah totally we could talk
1: about that
0: for forever too I know in general
1: Yeah, we're doing it again. We set a specific topic, but we're just like,
0: let's talk about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I know people like it. It's okay. Uh, All right. So our actual topic for today is something that you brought up to me, which is like, I love that. I love whenever people bring topics to me that they want to talk about because it just makes me happy that I can provide everyone that platform. And so This topic was really just about life with dogs and how that can feel very unfair at times. Yeah. Yes. So I guess where I want to start is maybe like, because you brought this topic to me. So if you want to share a little bit about how this like kind of came up in your life, which it was actually like two months ago um whenever you first texted me about this and so I want you to share just like how it kind of came up in your life and then I want to ask have you processed these feelings since that initial time that you brought it up to me
1: yeah um so honestly feeling like things are a little bit unfair or like feeling sensations of jealousy has been something I've experienced almost right from when I brought Scout home Um, and I think that's something that I've processed and continue to process. Like sometimes there will be a moment or a situation where I'm hit with those feelings again and they kind of wash over me and like, you know, oh, I thought I'd come really far with this, but I'm still feeling all of this gross, negative, whatever. And then I kind of reprocess it. And every time it gets easier to process, um, I really wanted to bring it up with you because for one thing, I feel like you get it. And I think that the space that you've created with the podcast and your Instagram, is very much focused on those mental health pieces and acknowledging what we're feeling as owners. Um, I think sometimes it's a little bit taboo to talk about. I think there are so many variables involved. You know, it's important that we're not being bitter or that we're not being unfair to other people because we feel like the world has been unfair to us. But I also think it's really valuable to just like admit that sometimes, like, Sometimes I've been scared to come out and say, you know what, I'm super jealous of some of the other dog owners I see and it feels unfair and I've worked my butt off and I've put in all of this effort and I've allocated all of these resources and like my dog still struggles with X, Y, or Z. And for a while when I was trying to like squash that down and not feel it because I was embarrassed about it, right? Like that sounds childish. I'm totally aware that those statements sound childish, like that's not who I want to be fundamentally as a person. But when I was squashing them down, it was just making everything worse. And then, you know, sometimes acknowledging, yep, like life is not fair, progress isn't linear. This isn't like a, you know, a direct equation where the input we put in is always the output we get out. Um, Yeah, talking about it more, thinking about it more has been really helpful. Oh, for
0: sure. I think, like, for me, I mean, I just remember whenever, you know, we were first going through some of the bigger challenges with Layla, I was like, why, why is this on me? Like, I didn't really even want this dog in the first place. I always I forget gonna... that,
1: but like, she yes! fuck
0: these. I'm always like, like, literally fuck this, like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, I did not- Stepsisters. Stand. Yeah, I remember being like, I did not sign up for this. Um, But like, also, I could not get rid of a dog. Like, my ego inside of me was like, (laughs) you know, you may hate this dog, but like, you're gonna figure it out because you can't be Uh a person to like, give a dog away. Which is like, crazy. And like, I feel like part of this is a big like, ego, like conversation as well, which is something that I've been really like, diving into, I feel like. Every single day, if not multiple times a day, I've like had a thought in my head of like, how is my ego playing a part in how I'm feeling right now? So it's like a lot of that, you know, why do I get this? Like, I don't deserve this. For sure. Um, and especially with like the, I've worked so hard and, you know, this other person isn't doing half as what half as much as what I'm doing, and, like, their dog is okay. It's like, yeah. wow. Well, it is unfair. Hurts.
1: It hurts. It's yeah. hard. And I think that it's important that we acknowledge that, like, that can feel really bad. And, like, acknowledging that doesn't mean that we're bad people or, you know, that we wish those people any ill. Like, I don't – the people who I sometimes feel jealous of, like, I don't want their lives to be worse. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm right. just – feeling you know like like one of the the example um two months ago that brought this to light that i was really thinking about is my next door neighbor has a dog and my next door neighbor's a bit of a character um and just in my value framework of dog ownership um he he just doesn't do a lot with his dog his dog spends most of the time in the yard doesn't get a lot of fulfillment those sorts of things like I think if we polled most people, they would, they would probably say that objectively this dog's life is, like, not great compared to lots of the dog owners that we surround ourselves with. I'm not saying that this dog is abused. Like, please don't, don't misconstrue. Like, he he's doing okay. Um, his owner's just way less invested than I am mm-hmm. in Scout, for example. Like, just really like doesn't, doesn't care. care. Just less invested. Yeah. Like laughed once telling a story about how his dog almost ate a firework right when it was about to explode. And I was like, wait, how do you not like freak out about that? Like that would be like, that's a devastating, scary thing. Like he's just super nonchalant about it. And in some ways the nonchalance can be, can be healthy. Um, but what, what really inspired that a few months ago was me, you know, like I've lived next door to this dog now for a year and a half and I've watched him and his owner and this dog is like super solid. (laughs) Like, you know a little bit unfulfilled could definitely do better in that way but it's just like this solid happy-go-lucky creature and from day one when i brought scout home i was trying so hard and i've shifted things over time and i've learned over time but like i've always been trying so hard to learn and investing so much time in her and sometimes it's felt really tough to look at my neighbor dog and be like oh there's my neighbor dog whose owner like hasn't done anything with him in two weeks and he texted us late at night because no one was around to take care of the dog and their schedule changed. And like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how do you not plan those things? Like I, right. you know, scout's my top priority always. Um, and sometimes it's hard to compare. And of course that comparison is invalid for a million reasons. Cause at, there's like a dozens of variables at play. We're dealing with genetics and different personalities and all, all sorts of things. Um, like fundamentally there have been moments where that's just felt plain shitty it's been like I've worked with my dog every day for three and a half years I have invested mm-hmm. all of this time money energy like all of these things and like you just let your dog into the yard and how how come my dog is the one who's afraid of things and your dog is the one who's just like happy to be here like how does, how right. does that compute it feels it feels so unfair and and again like life isn't fair and this isn't me saying that things should be a direct relationship of input or output but but like processing those feelings has been really important like I think that's a valid thing to feel as a dog owner and I think that sometimes we're told that if we say those things that like we're being mean or we're being unfair or there's just like a taboo on talking Yeah.
0: I think, like, a lot of people are going to relate to this in some way, whether it be, like, a particular fear or, you know, money or being able to do something or illness or, you know, injury, whatever the case may be. Um, Because I know, like, some people, they might think, wow, like, I really, really wish that I could do, like, a certain sport with my dog. But they are like reactive so they can't be around other dogs or whatever however they live in like a beautiful state where they can go hiking all the time and the person that is doing all the sports is gonna think wow I really wish that I could (laughs) go hiking with my dog all the time like this person because their dog is probably so fulfilled and they're getting to explore and adventure and they they have really solid recall whenever, you know, like around things and I don't know. I feel like it's grass always is like the best trainer. Greener. Greener. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it really oh is. And it's like a I don't know. Have you ever heard the old like adage that if you were in a room with a bunch of people and you all wrote down your problems on a piece of paper and you like mixed them up in the middle and then you got to choose which problem you took that we'd all take back our own. Because that's what we're oh. familiar with. Like, I no, I don't, I've never heard that. I don't know how um, empirically this plays out. Like, I'm not sure how many actual experiments have been conducted with this, but that's kind of like, a, I don't know, one of those conventional psychology wisdom kernels. Maybe it's totally bogus. Um, but that's what that always makes me think of. Like, it's so easy to feel like the grass is greener. And then when I really think about it, like when I'm being logical about it, it's like, oh, our life is super great. And I've learned so much. Right. and Like I wouldn't change a thing. And I know that there are people who look at me and scout and like wish that they could do certain things that we do. And that's really humbling to think about. Um, just oh, like for there's, sure. There's so much muddled up in it, right? Like, like what you were talking about with ego, like there's unhealthy elements of ego, like wanting to feel superior. And like, I think that's a dangerous slope. But then there's the healthy parts of it where it's like, I do want to have a sense of identity and like feel good about myself. Like I would mm-hmm. like to have a, a strong ego in the sense of it being stable. Um, one of the things that I fall into a lot with like the jealousy is feeling like I must be the problem, right? Like if there are these people right. around me like, you know, if there are these people, doing yeah, quote, quote, less everything, <laughs> right? Like if I was different, if I was better, if I was more like my neighbor would scout be better, like that sort of thing. So there's like ego elements and then there's like the worry that we're letting our dogs down. And then there's like right. just that fundamental, like, you know, you're told as a kid that life isn't fair and that things aren't always equal, but we live in a world where we, we want it to make sense. Like we want it to feel fair. We want our hard work to have a reward. Like that's like Mm -hmm. one of the ways our society is built. And it feels so uncomfortable when it's like, oh my gosh, I've done everything that they've told me to do. And like, I'm still behind. Like what's up with that?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many things has like, have come up. While you were like talking, (laughs) I mean, literally like, I'm trying to remember all these things because I'm like, these are pertinent to the conversation. Um, Okay. So I think like the first, I guess, like point that I want to touch on is you were like, ever since day one, you know, you were committed to working with Scout to like making sure that you were like training her perfectly. And I will say ever since I've committed to Layla and training her, I was like that too at the very beginning where it was like, everything has to be perfect. I have to be on my A game at all times. Everything is a training opportunity. <laughs> like we're going to win kind of thing. And Go team! So, yeah. <laughs> and so like, I wonder, you know, if part of the reason that we invest so much time into them is because or partly because, you know, our anxiety tells us that we have to be perfect. And so we see our dogs as like an extension of that.
1: Oh, yeah. And especially like being active in this space. Like I know you had mentioned this in your your email planning the podcast, like, I am someone who professes to be interested in dogs and dog training. And so sometimes feels like there's a lot of pressure there. Like, who am I? What what right do I have to say anything if my dog isn't perfect? Which is bogus. Mm. That's, that's another fallacy. Like that's not how the world works. Like you can have valuable information even if your personal life is flawless. But like that pressure is right. huge, right? Like that anxiety to be perfect is, yeah, especially prevalent now that like you and I are both creating brands, so to speak, in this right. space. It's like, oh my gosh, this got really real. <laughs> <laughs> really, really
0: real. I think like the time it sucks the most is around like family because you know, m- like for instance, my mom is um, you know, super proud. So she'll 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 say, like, you know, my daughter has this brand and blah blah blah, dogs, whatever. And so then it's like I had somebody message me on Facebook that I like hardly even know. And it's like, hey, did your dog ever deal with, like, resource guarding? How can I handle that? And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not a trainer. And so that's, like, the difficult part. And, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, honestly, like, luckily, we never had to deal with any of that. Um, And so, one, I don't know what to say. But then it's, like, things like that, even if it was, you know, scared of skateboards or whatever. Um, I do have tips and tricks on how we, like, went through that. But there are still times that Layla gets scared of skateboards. Yeah, so many things. Anxiety and, like, nature versus nurture and ego and, oh, my gosh, yeah, just, like, literally all the things.
1: All the things. Um
0: I think, like, it would be easy for somebody to, to, like, if, you know, we're having a hard time with our dog, for them to be like, well, did you get them from a breeder? Or, like, did you get them from Craigslist, like me? (laughs) (laughs) And then be like, well, that's the reason why, you know, they're, like, difficult, basically.
1: Oh, yeah. I have, oh, gosh. I have big feelings on this. The number of people who I'll advocate for Scout in some way, some way that like, isn't a big deal to those of us in the dog space. But we know that the general public sometimes, um, sometimes there's a sentiment that if you can't interact with a dog, like there must be something really wrong with the dog. And those of us in, in this training space, we know that that's like often a normal thing. Um, long story short, there are a bunch of times that someone will ask if they can say hi to Scout and I'll say like. Oh, you know like we're training right now or i'll say um you can see if she's interested but she's really shy she's probably just going to want to sniff you like the shy verbiage tends to work well for us and the first thing that they'll ask is oh is she a rescue and it's really interesting because like on the one hand i do think that genetics play a big role in who our dogs are i think it's worth Mm -hmm. acknowledging those differences i think it's been really healthy for me to think about nature versus nurture and like absolve myself of some of the blame that I was carrying like that's been really good, but at the same time. I think it can be a really hurtful sort of like idea out there that if a dog isn't this picture perfect social version of what we imagine it must be because they were like abused like that's what people right. are kind of like, you know. I'll tell them that they can't say hi to her or or i'll ask them to be a little bit more gentle once they start saying hi and they'll be like oh was she abused and i'm like Mm -hmm. no like there's so many variables here and i don't want to perpetuate this inaccurate myth that like every dog in a shelter or rescue or on craigslist or wherever has like been abused or has all of this baggage like that's just one variable in this whole you know like like this holistic picture um yeah sorry kind of like got intense with i just have big feelings about that because like sometimes it feels like saying yeah she's a rescue it like makes that if i was afraid that that person was judging me it's like those are the magic words and they don't judge you and they're just like oh like you know it's okay because she's a rescue dog i'll give you a free pass and like i'm not comfortable with that but at the same time it would be remiss to not acknowledge, like, all of these pieces working together. It's just a very weird thing when I get one of those comments. It's like, okay, like, you think because she's a rescue, she's not my responsibility, sort of, is what you're saying. Right. But, like, she still is. And there are tons of reasons that a dog might not want to interact with So Like, it just becomes, oh, totally. I Yeah. So many things.
0: <laughs> like, it definitely, <laughs> acknowledging that genetic side of it. And, and, like, you know, growing up an environmental side of it that we can't control or couldn't control definitely has helped me to get over some oh, yeah. of it. Um, Like, okay. yesterday, I was taking Layla to a, a place. It was, like, an outdoor mall. Um, But once I got there, I realized that they only allow service dogs. Oh, and no. so... I ended up just like taking Layla back to the parking lot and we just like sat in the car and I waited for her to be calm. And I remember the first time that I ever did this, I corrected her every time she would hop or every time she would get out of a downstay. And you know, I was like, My dog has to be in a downstay. A quiet dog is a good dog. <laughs> I, like double head down like kind of thing. And like, because that's what I was like seeing on Instagram.
1: Oh yeah. And then,
0: Yeah, and so now I'm, like – and it, like, was – I was so hard on me and her because I was, like, she's, like, keeps jumping up. She keeps looking around. Like, she's whining. And then, like, yesterday, whenever we went, I, like, didn't really care if she was, like, up or down. I just, like, waited for her to just kind of settle. You know, she would, like, definitely pop up and look around if, like, somebody was coming past us because she's, like, a really curious dog. And it just, like, got me thinking about all of these things, um, you know, and how she is and, like, how her personality is. But I think at the same time, sometimes I wish her personality was, like, a little less curious or, like, a little less energetic. Because those are the things that make life seem unfair sometimes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like... You know, I get upset. No, I don't want to say I get upset. I I have in the past gotten upset because it's hard to have people over because she can be so energetic or like taking her to places, um, you know, because she is very alert and like, you know, will get up and just like look around or like, you know, want to know what's going on over there or like w- always wants to sniff people. And so to me, it's like, I know some people would probably hear me say that and be like, well, you signed up to have this breed and like, (laughs) you know, you should know going into it. But like, I still feel like I have the, like I I still am able to like, these feelings are valid for me to be like, wow, I wish that my dog wasn't like this because it feels a little unfair to me that I have to like, you know, get out of experiences um, because, you know, my my dog is more energetic and can't be in, like, a social setting for X amount of time. Or, I mean, honestly, like, even just being a dog owner in general, like, sometimes you have to come home after, you know, five hours at the bar because you have to take your dog out. And that Mm -hmm. can still feel unfair. So I think, like, what I'm getting at is, like (laughs) – Like, yes, I signed up for this lifestyle. Yes, I know that she's a herding breed and she is energetic and, like, doesn't just, like, settle down and chill as quickly as some other breeds. Even though we've worked really, really hard on it. Yeah. You know, I've, like, kind of came to the conclusion of, like, realizing what is within our limits and what is, like, asking way too much of both of us because if I try to get to that level, it's going to put so much pressure on us. And then it's going to end up like ruining our relationship. And we're probably both going to have a bad time. And my anxiety is going to be like through the roof. (laughs) Um, But you know, I still feel like I can sometimes look at experiences and be like, man, I wish I could do that. Life does feel a little unfair.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, you, you made me think of two big things. Like the first is that when you when you paused and said that those feelings are still valid, I feel like that was my fundamental hope in recording this podcast episode with you was like talking about that reality and how what we feel is valid. And, and it's important that we process it. And it's important that we don't let ourselves walk around and, you know, become childish. And it's important that I don't go yell at my neighbor and tell him how unfair it is. Like, obviously, there, there are boundaries and there are productive right. ways to handle things. But fundamentally those feelings are valid. Like it's completely valid to want to see results for our hard work. It's completely valid to sometimes feel like we didn't know exactly what we were getting into. And you know, like things have happened. Every dog has their own personality. Like though it's okay to feel those things. It's okay to talk about those things. Don't, those things don't make us bad owners or bad people. Um. And then the second thing that you touched on that's just been huge for me is when you were talking about like that, like knowing your limits, like finding that Mm -hmm. balance of what ways can we continue to grow together? Because like, I want to push out of our comfort zone and I want to like live this big, beautiful life. But then what things are sort of integral to who we are? Like, I think about this with Sean all the time. There are traits about him that are just integral to who Sean is as a person. And there are things about me that are too. And we're in a marriage and we compromise and like, that's a healthy relationship. But also there are some things I will just never ask him to do for or with me because it's so against the things that he enjoys most and there's no need for it. And it's kind of like that idea of maximizing enjoyment and like figuring out, you know, like I've asked Scout to grow through and tolerate a lot of things in the name of delayed gratification and like long-term growth and being able to live this life that she didn't love during the process and it's been worth it and then there are other things that like I'm just never gonna ask of her because it's fundamentally against her nature like she is a library dog and she's easily startled and I'm not ever gonna have her out. a library dog that is so cute I love that even like at our (laughs) wedding like I had her at our wedding and she got to be around everyone and she had a good time, but every time it started getting a little like louder or chaotic, or if like all 30 people were in one place at the same time, I was either actively engaging with her to like, make sure that she felt safe and was being guided through it. Or I just put her away for a nap. Cause like, again, she's, she's not a party dog. She's a library dog. And like, like, that's such a good example of the balance for me. I think like we've worked on so many things, So that she, we enabled her to be included in that celebration. And that was huge for me. Like we pushed through a lot of things to get her to that point. But I also recognized like, okay, here's where we're stopping. Like you've come so far. I'm so proud of you. I'm not going to ask you to like be around 30 people drinking alcohol and yelling. Like you're not going to have any fun.
0: (laughs) I think, yeah, just knowing those like boundaries and limits and I really think like all of this like feelings of unfair really just comes from like comparison. It does. I mean, yeah, it truly does because It's so hard even, not like, to. Well, it's funny because like I mean, I'm just going to take us for example. There have been times that where Layla's energetic, she's very vocal as well. So I'm like, "Wow, I wish like Layla was a little bit more like Scout and like was a little bit more library dog." And then oh, yeah. you have told me before, "Oh, like Scout like never is like never vocal so it's like really fun to like hear Layla howl and like bark and like do x y and z because Scout is never vocal
1: and the grass is greener even with us even when you were talking about like Layla being curious in environments I had that little like pang in my own chest and I was like oh my gosh like Scout shuts down an environment still sometimes like I wish she was more curious and then I had to check myself and be like these are different situations these are different dogs like
0: yes and like you know the thing is is that they are both herding breeds yep you know what I mean like they are genetically pretty similar if you had to say um which, yeah, that's so interesting now that I'm, like, really thinking about it and, like,
1: comparing just us in general. Um, Isn't it fascinating? And those oh comparisons God, it really is. They can be so healthy when it's, like, the way that we're doing it right now where we're, we're reminding ourselves of the diversity in dogs and, like, how different situations play out. But it's so easy to cross that line to where it becomes, like, this sort of bitter, like, why can't Scout do the things that my neighbor dog can do? Like, this right. is just grr. <laughs> Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think, like, it's been really healthy for me to, like, not only accept, well, I guess accept and, like, really just appreciate Layla for who she is because it makes me, like, instead of being, like, oh, like, I wish she would just settle in the car and, like, not get up every single time somebody walks by so that she could look and see, like, what they're doing and whatever. Um, Like, it's, it's like, oh, she is like really curious. And like, it makes me giggle now. You know what I mean? It's like, it makes me like, now that I've come to like, accept and appreciate it, I guess first is more so accepting it, right? Like accepting that my dog is not going to be a library dog. Like, and, um, or I guess you said library dog, meaning that she startles easily, right?
1: Yeah, I meant like she. She'd rather hang out in a library than like a crowded place. Like she. Okay.
0: I guess for me, I'm I'm library in terms of quieter, like vocalization. Um, right. Right. Um, Which is a fair I,
1: interpretation. I mean, a library is a very place quiet voice. <laughs> <Quite laughs> yeah. Yeah. Works the place. <laughs>
0: so I guess I just meant like more so that you know she does get startled easily and likes to get up and look around and be like, oh, what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Instead of, you know, I see the dogs on Instagram that will sit in the car and be so calm and quiet and, like, really engage with their owner and, like, won't get up every single time somebody walks by and whatnot. You know, first it was, like, accepting it, and now it's, like, I really appreciate it, and it makes me laugh and giggle and smile that she is so curious. and. Yeah you know she gets this like little look on her face whenever she sees something and is like focused in on it you know and so i think like yesterday whenever we were just practicing you know just kind of like doing nothing and being calm in the car i you know wasn't correcting her for like getting up and looking around or whatever but i will say that was something that i used to do because i was like so set on her being this perfect dog yep um but you know i was like you know, and anytime she engaged with me, I would, you know, reward her. I wasn't really correcting her for anything. Like, I don't think like she needed to be corrected for anything. Yeah. In this setting. But, um, you know, it was like funny to look back on because I used to get mad at some of these behaviors. And then yesterday, whenever she would like pop up to see who was walking by, she gets this like really cute look on her face and like part of her tongue sticks out a little bit and like she just gets this look and it it just makes me giggle now so like I've gone from like getting really frustrated with her for these behaviors to like appreciating it and giggling
1: yeah I love that do you feel like part of that has been um like prioritization like for me whenever I sort of start feeling like the comparison game and feeling this jealousy it really helps to come back to my fundamental goals and like the individual lifestyle that Sean and I want to live and to remind myself that there's a slew of comparisons I can make at any given moment, but the ones that are important are the ones that affect our own daily life. So like there are things, you know, just to come back to the example that started this whole conversation, there are things that my neighbor's dog can handle better than Scout, but they're not actually relevant to the life I want to live with her. Like, Like I I can very honestly say now that like life with her is easy and I love it and we can do everything that I want to do with her. And so what does it matter if she's like a little bit more fearful of certain things Mm -hmm. or we can't toss her into situations quite as willy-nilly because we can do all of these things that are more important. Like, I don't know, that helped me let some things go. Like I used to really get in my head if Scout was like afraid of something on a walk I would just feel devastated. I'd be like, I've had you for three years. I've tried so hard to show you that the world is safe and like, you still don't think that it's safe all the time. And that breaks my heart right. and I feel so awful about it. And then I kind of just had to remind myself that like, that's one moment of her feeling scared in this great life that we've built. And it doesn't really like, like she's not so afraid of anything that we can't go have fun together. So why right. are I stating so much? Like. Like I'm not saying that it's not important. Like I think we should always consider how our dogs feel. I'm not trying to say that like I don't care at all if she's ever scared. Don't listeners, please don't take that the wrong way. Um, but like reminding myself that some things are less important than others. Like it would yeah. be important if it really affected our our life. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like prioritizing yeah. has been huge for me. Yeah,
0: I think like if something was going to like affect you every single day yeah you know, versus just like a one off kind of time, yeah I think stuff like that has been really helpful in just evaluating like our lifestyle in general, and then um yeah i, I yeah definitely like evaluating our lifestyle and figuring out what is what we actually use, what we, I actually need her to not be scared of. Like, there actually are a lot of skateboarders in my neighborhood. So, like, I actually do kind of need her to not be scared of skateboards.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, And, you know, unless, like, I want to take her somewhere out in the country every day to walk, but, like, it's not quite feasible for us to do that. Um, I think, like, another thing is, like, honestly, like, therapy and like learning tools in therapy to get over some of this comparison and learning how to manage my feelings a little bit better I think that has really helped and you know talking more to people about like relationships aren't always perfect and like that's with your dog that's like with your partner with your friendship like You might always wish that that person, you know, maybe did something a little bit differently. You know, like, not everybody is – literally nobody's perfect. And so, Uh like, I think maybe coming to terms with that has really helped. And I think that started with myself of, like, realizing I don't have to be perfect. And then it's, like, I've been able to translate that into – other
1: people and places and things I love that connection like one of the most powerful things that Sean ever said to me about my relationship with Scout is like he pointed out that he and I disagree on things sometimes or we'll have a tense moment but at no point do I feel like oh my gosh I don't trust my relationship with Sean or like this is the end of the world like I never feel that way with him I'm, I'm secure and I know that things are fine and like no like you said no relationship is perfect and it took me a while to apply that to Scout. It took me a while mm-hmm. to be like, oh, like Scout and I can have a quote unquote argument. And like, it doesn't mean the world is ending. It doesn't mean we don't love each other. Like It doesn't have to be seamless all the time, even though when I look at highlight reels of other people and the comparison oh, yeah. game starts to poison my mind, it's easy to feel like it should be. But that it's just not the reality. And that's OK. Mm hmm.
0: To, like, kind of flip the script a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so, you know, we're talking about, like, how we have these unfair feelings with our dogs based off of, like, their personality or, like, just whatever the case may be, the situation that we're in. And, like, it comes from comparison. Okay, what if our dogs knew that, like, some other dogs live different lives? Like, you know, if Layla knew that other dogs live on farms with cattle and sheep every single day, she would be like, wow, I find that so unfair. I can't believe that my owner can't give me that life. And that makes me laugh, honestly, because like it. if she truly knew that, she would probably think it was unfair, too.
1: That's hilarious oh i have oh gosh sorry that that's just making me chuckle over here i have (laughs) two initial thoughts to that like the first is just that it is funny to think about and it kind of it's like you and i know that our dogs have good lives and so it helps those comparisons feel a little bit more like like silly for lack of a better term like you know once quality of life has reached a certain level we can always optimize but like things are clearly good enough and it's like funny to think about our dogs you know, feeling that way. And then the other thing that came to mind and like, you can call me out if this is me being too sappy and silly. um, But one of the first things that I thought of is like, maybe I just, I don't know, maybe I think too highly of how highly I think Scout thinks of me. Did that sentence make any sense? I think that (laughs) Scout played the comparison game. I think she would always choose the situation where she got to be with me and Sean. Cause like- Oh, that's so cute like she she just wants to be where we are and that melts my heart and whenever i start feeling all down about these things and i really think about it like i don't know that dog would walk on hot coals to get to us and she's terrified of uh, i shouldn't say terrified she's come so far but like she's still scared of a lot of things like she's naturally kind of timid and like the things that she'll do for us are are so many and I guess it's just really affirming. And maybe I'm making that up. I have no idea. If I presented Scout with these situations, maybe she'd be like, screw you, I'm out of here. But I like to think that if she could play the comparison game, she would just be happy that she had us. Like, it's hard for me to imagine Scout comparing me to another owner and being like, I wish I had that owner because right. he's better than you.
0: Yeah, I don't think I was going at it more from like an owner side, more of like a lifestyle where you live outside. For sure. Um, but hearing that, hearing that makes me a little jealous because... Oh, no. <laughs> the podcast topic in real life. I'm so sorry. Well, you had it earlier, too, right? Like, <laughs> hearing that makes me a little jealous because, like, I have come to terms that Layla is very environmentally focused yeah, and, like, really is curious and everything. And sometimes whenever she chooses to... Like engage with things in the environment instead of me. Oh, that it does make me really sad, and it does make me think: Would she, if she had the opportunity, like you know, go and be somewhere else? No, she wouldn't. (laughs) She wouldn't.
1: If she, I guess, like,
0: (laughs) right. I guess what I'm getting at is that I sometimes don't have the confidence in our relationship to say like she would choose me you know what I mean like how you just said like oh I know like Scout would choose me and Sean it's like I don't have that confidence sometimes because of her like personality and
1: like how she behaves you can ask me again tomorrow and my answer very well might change because I I relate to that hardcore like I I routinely go through cycles of feeling like I'm not good enough for her and like I'm letting her down and those those feelings permeate sometimes I think I don't even know I don't even know the words I'm gonna totally like butcher the message I'm trying to say sometimes like my favorite thing about Scout is her sensitivity and then that's also my least favorite thing about Scout like her sensitivity to the world in general and then especially to me and Sean like she's really attached to us and like if I the door is shut so it won't happen but if I were to like Mm -hmm. sigh really deeply right now and the door wasn't shut she'd come running to figure out what's wrong um and like sometimes that feels really sweet and great and then other times it almost feels like more pressure and it's like oh my gosh like you care too much that even if something is bad for you like she hates being around me when I'm in a mood she does not enjoy it But she can't leave me alone because she like has Hmm. to figure out what's going on um and it's almost like this i don't know how to put it like like knowing that she would thinking that she would choose me is like this really sweet wonderful thing and then it's almost like this the fact that i think she would choose me even if i was being worse than another option is like maybe a judgment flaw on her part to be totally honest and it feels like a lot of pressure Like, like, I don't, like, I don't think that would be a conscious decision for her. I feel like she's just attached to us now. And so she's like, okay, like, I'm here. I'm in it. Yeah. I adore that. And then sometimes it's also, like, almost cripplingly exhausting. It's like, oh my gosh, like, if I stub my toe, you're going to spend the next five minutes thinking that I hate you. And then it's going to affect the rest (laughs) of your day. And it's like a whole thing. Like, that pressure
0: (laughs) can definitely add to those unfair
1: feelings too, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And it comes like, I don't know. Sorry. I I'm so struck by all of the things we've said and how we keep emphasizing the initial point that we wanted to make where like our lives are different. Like Scout and Layla are not dissimilar. Like they have a lot of overlap. But then even just between the two of them, there are so many differences. And like there are the things Mm -hmm. that I look at in Layla where honestly I'm like, oh like I wish Scout was a little bit more like that. Um, Right. And vice versa. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's so healthy to think about those different perspectives, but then even just in this conversation on this topic, we're still feeling these things. Like that's how real and valid these feelings are. Like even between friends, when we've designated a space to talk about jealousy, we're still experiencing (laughs) some of it, right? Like it's such a real thing.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think like having this open conversation, maybe it will like encourage others to have this open conversation, but like you definitely have to find the person to talk to you about this. Right. It's like, you can't just oh, yeah. pick some random person off Instagram. <laughs> Unfortunately, someone,
1: no I wish it could be I reached like out that. to I you. People were kind. I know. I knew you'd get it. I knew that it would be safe to tell you these things and that you wouldn't like in the back of your mind, be thinking that Haley's a horrible person and like, blah, blah, blah. Because that's a real thing. Like, sometimes you talk about being jealous and people are like, don't give up on your dog, like, blah. And you're like, no, I wasn't saying that. I just wanted to express my feelings and like, have some validation. Um. Oh, yeah, totally. I think like, in learning how
0: to properly cope with those feelings is, yeah, you know, and process them. That's like the key. Like I think that everyone is entitled. I've been trying to think of that word literally this entire podcast. Entitled. <laughs> you did it. I, I wanted to say it earlier and then I was like, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Okay. I, hate that. I think everyone is entitled to these feelings. It's like more so how you process them and like show them and cope with them. Yeah. So I think that leads me into like my last question and kind of how we should like wrap up this conversation. Because if I don't say like, we're gonna wrap it up, then like, we'll just be on here for way too long.
1: This (laughs) is true. Yeah. You're too much fun. It's it's your fault. I blame you. I know. (laughs) I'm
0: like, as my job, uh, like being a podcast host, I'm going to wrap this up.
1: Well done. (laughs) Lord Lord
0: knows I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I'll keep going. Okay, well for reference to everyone, like I'll probably end the recording and me and Haley will still probably on here be on here for like an hour. (laughs) Chances are. Yeah. Okay, anyways. To conclude this, I think like we should talk about maybe coping mechanisms and like actually processing them because I mean, I will guarantee every single person listening to this podcast is going to be like, yep, I struggle with this. And if you don't struggle with this, like, please message me. Because I want to know who you are and what you do <laughs> like, on an everyday, <laughs> everyday basis. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so like, actual like tangible tips or like, you know, thought processes or narratives that you like tell yourself to get over this hump of jealousy and feeling like life is unfair and everything is coming down on you and personalization
1: yeah for me personally um prioritizing like thinking really critically about what I want out of our life and what is actually relevant to that has been huge like getting logical about it and saying okay like I'm comparing Scout to this dog who I don't know like my neighbor dog, you can you can bring another dog into his backyard and just like toss the strange dog in the backyard. And he's just like, cool, there's a friend here. Like Scout can not do that. But I don't ever have a need for her to do that. Like literally ever. Like our lifestyle is not one that demands that sort of thing. And it's not a priority mm-hmm. to me. And so when I remind myself that that's not a priority, it's easy to let go.
0: Right. I want to point out though, that you have brought in A foster dog, an adult foster dog, and two puppies. And, like, Scout has done really well.
1: I mean, with a lot of guidance and management, she's not been a horrible foster sister. I would say that. I'm going to (laughs) say what my
0: therapist told me earlier today. I said, (laughs) she asked me, like, if I could have anything, like, what would it be? And I told her. And I was like, but it's not possible. And she was like, it's not possible yet. (laughs) And so I'm going to say that to you now, because with your lovely guidance,
1: it could be possible one day. I think that uh, coexisting and interacting with other dogs would, but going back to when we talked about like knowing limits and boundaries, I don't see a world where Scout is in the backyard and I just like open the door and put another dog out with her and she's fine. That is true. Like that's a lot to ask. I don't, I genuinely don't see that happening, but that's okay because it doesn't need to for our life. Like she can go on walks with dogs and coexist in the same space and like all of these things that are relevant to our life. And so reminding myself, like for some reason I had it in my head that that was like a flaw, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, neighbor dog is just super resilient and chill and like, doesn't care. And then when I, when I, like, did the prioritization, I was like, oh, like, in what world do I open the door and say, hey, Scout, here's another dog? Like, who does that? Like, mm-hmm. so that, the yeah, the, like, the goal setting, the, the thinking about our lifestyle and what we really want has been really helpful for those feelings. And then, like, what you mentioned earlier, like, thinking about nature and nurture and accepting that we can never know those exact ratios in our individual dogs. There are a ton of confounding variables, but anything that you're dealing with likely has a genetic component or a component of randomness or something that's out of your control. That helps me feel less like a failure. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, we're dealing with these things, but they're not all directly my fault. I'm not a bad person. Um, Right. And then I think I'd say like the last thing for me probably is a healthy sense of ego. Like, practicing being more confident in other ways helps me compare less because when i'm mm-hmm. feeling more secure in myself i'm not looking for as much external validation so i'm not playing the comparison game in any direction like i'm not trying to feel better than someone or worse than someone i'm just feeling like cool like i'm happy with yeah. this life that we have um but that's way easier said than done like it feels really silly to just be like oh practice this confidence cuz like there are right. <laughs> we could do a three hour podcast in all of the ways that you and I have done that as individuals. Um, yeah, I think those are my three, like prioritization, that overall confidence. Um, what, what on earth was the one I said in the middle? How did I already forget what I said? Um, accepting. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. This is, this is good. It feels like a Monday, but it's literally Thursday. What about you? What are your like best Ways to process those feelings.
0: I think, like, the acceptance thing is huge for me. And, like, asking myself why. So that kind of goes along with some of the things that you said, too. Like, especially the prioritization. You know, if I see somebody and I'm like, oh, I wish my dog could do that. It's like, why? Why do I wish my dog could do that? And it's like, if I can come up with, like, a valid reason, then... Like, maybe, you know, that's, like, something to work towards, but I think, like, the, like, asking that most of the time, it's just, like, because I think it's cool, and then it's, like, okay, (laughs) like, (laughs) and then it's, it's, you know, really, like, how is that going to actually benefit me? How is that going to benefit Layla, like, our life together? Um, So, asking why. Love that. Can be really good. (laughs) Because it like actually puts you in a position to think about, you know, what caused these feelings in the first place, I feel like, you know, is that a lack of something? Or do you like, just think that it's cool? Or like, if your dog can do that, it's going to make people think that you're a good dog owner. <laughs> right. Like, well, that is home. probably the big one for me. It's like, Oh, if my dog is quiet and like sits still, then people are going to think I'm a good dog owner. Uh, and I, then
1: at me next
0: time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, people are going to like think that about me. And so then it, And then it just, like, goes back and forth. Like, it's this kind of, like, feedback loop of, like, but is that, like, what's actually going to be good for me and Layla? And, like, why do I care so much about what people are thinking about me? And then it also goes back to the confidence thing. Like, if I'm confident in myself, then, like, I don't need to worry about everyone else and what they're thinking about me. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, just huge. I feel like that can cycle into so many various things and, like branch out into so many things um yeah so asking why and like accepting and you know whenever I'm like starting to feel bad about something I like to go back and look at my book of wins is what I call it and it's just like I big and small wins that we've had over time
1: do you have an actual and book or is this like a metaphorical thing
0: Oh, no. Like, I actually write it down. Oh,
1: my gosh. I love this so much. <laughs> yeah. More like Book of like, Wins custom, content, yeah. please. I speak for the masses. More Book of Wins content.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, like, I actually write it down. And it's, like, anything big and small. And I've also done this for dogma mentality as well. That's so, like, awesome. if I'm feeling unmotivated, I kind of go back I'm to that. I'm stealing this.
1: I am 100% stealing this. Well, it's in my journal that I'm developing. <gasps> oh, so,
0: yeah. So, yes, um, yeah. That's that's also really helped me because, like, I think, um, it it kind of helps me realize like I have done like a lot of work with her, yeah. And so you know, it's you have a ton. Yeah, so it, yeah, so it's like. She's awesome. I don't I shouldn't like discredit myself in that one moment to, you know, just because I think somebody else's dog doing something is really cool or like that it's going to make me look like a good dog owner. Yeah. I think I had one other thing. Um I can't remember it now. But
1: definitely The curse of doing things live is not in I
0: know. The I know. And I like didn't write down like hardly any notes <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why I write like I have so much admiration for the podcast bit because when I write I have like an outline and I come back to it and I do it over time and like my thoughts are organized or it gives the illusion right. of being organized we all know they're still rambly and all over the place but I feel like they're more organized and then like I'm talking live and I I still get anxious about it I'm like oh my gosh like I forgot what I just said like my brain yeah. is
0: everywhere. <laughs> yeah it's funny because this is well for those of you who don't know this is like the first time that I've ever done a podcast recording with a guest that's been like a stream of consciousness like just no real questions prepared besides just like the initial topic of feeling unfair with like with dogs and like so this has been just a stream of consciousness on both of our parts so that's probably why we're like I have no idea what we're talking about what I just said what's coming up next I think we're killing it though if,
1: if I may say <laughs> I think we're doing pretty well considering we had like one email with a general topic and we just went for it like go team yeah. we're rocking it I
0: like it I think it's good <laughs> I think it's good uh, yeah because most of the time I'm like I have these Five to seven questions prepared that I know I'm going to ask. Yep. But we went for it and we killed it. I agree. I think this is an important thing. Like the last thing that I was going to say that like has really helped me cope with jealousy and bitterness and unfair feelings. But I think we did a great job.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we covered a lot. And I. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Any, Thanks for talking to me about it. Like it's. that. It feels taboo sometimes, like I said, and it's really helpful to actually speak about it and like have someone understand and to sort of like see those things play out in real time, like, you know, right? the comparisons in the conversation, all of that. I just think I wish that the dog ownership community, especially on Instagram, had more open conversations about, you know, like. I see a lot of posts that say, don't compare yourselves to others, but it kind of stops there. And like, they don't talk about the reality of how it's impossible to just not compare yourself. And like, you have to work through it in other ways. And you can't just like flip a switch and say, cool, I'm immune to comparison. Right. That's not how it works. I wish. (laughs) That's why I was like, if
0: anybody doesn't relate to this, like, please message me because I want to know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Like, please tell me all of your secrets. And also I think that you might not be human. So I'm going to, going to like have to investigate that, but
0: <laughs> we're on to you. <laughs> Send you to like the FBI. Okay. Any final like topics or not, not topics, please, please no topics.
1: <laughs> Caroline really politely telling me to shut up.
0: Any final thoughts on this topic (laughs) is what I meant to say.
1: (laughs) Just just a summary. I think jealousy is normal. I think we don't have to hide from it. It doesn't make us bad people. It doesn't make us bad owners. It's what we do with it and how we process it that, you know, like defines who we are and what we value as people. Like I felt jealous a ton and I will still feel jealous and I will keep working through those feelings, but I'm no longer – I used to feel really ashamed of that in the beginning. And then it would be this cycle where it was like, I'm jealous and now I feel ashamed and that's just making it harder to deal with the initial feeling that I felt. And now I'm in like this negative emotional loop, Um, but breaking out of that and just being like, yep, sometimes I feel jealous and life is unfair and just like owning it has been so helpful. So yeah, that's what I'd say, own it.
0: Oh, I, I agree with that. And I think that's like why whenever I ask why, you know, why do I like feel jealous? It's really helped me because I'm like acknowledging that I do have these feelings. And then it helps me kind of uncover the reason that these feelings started
1: in the first place. Yeah. I love that. This has been wonderful. I feel energized and validated and all of the wonderful things.
0: (laughs) Same. I love talking to you. You Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this is going to be the end of the recording. Maybe not the end of this call, but the end of the recording at least. Um, I'm sure uh, Alyssa, my editor, is going to be like, this is a long one. Oops. Sorry, Alyssa. (laughs) So it's fine. Um, Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Definitely, like, let's keep this conversation going. So, you know, if you have thoughts, just DM us in a group chat because we'll continue it. Yeah. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Well, I'm going to end the recording. Thanks everybody for listening and talk to you next week. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the dog mom mentality podcast my name is caroline you can find us on instagram and tiktok at dog mom mentality and if you haven't already please make sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you are listening i hope you have a great rest of your day and if nothing else i hope you get to play with your dog today